0: Really Really weird weird stuff. stuff.
1: Really Weird Stuff is a holistic Twin Peaks podcast. That means we discuss each episode within the context of the series as a whole. In other words, spoilers abound. Welcome to Really Weird Stuff, episode 25, wherein we will discuss Twin Peaks season 2, episode 17, Wounds and Scars, written by Barry Pullman and directed by James Foley. It originally aired March 28, 1991. I'm Jessica Baxter. I'm Annie Malone. And joining us today is a very special guest, Matt Findlay! Hello! Hello, Hello I am Matt Findlay. <laughs> special.
2: And friendly. You are very special.
1: Tell us about your history with Twin Peaks, Matt.
2: Sure. Uh, so when Twin Peaks came on, I was living in the woods in Montana in the middle of nowhere and we had one channel, which was NBC. Twin Peaks was not on that. and Heard about it a lot but never watched it realized I would really like it and then purposely kept myself away from knowing anything about it for a very long time and then uh, many years later I was dating a girl who ended up being my wife and I was talking about this oh yeah, no, I never watched it I never could watch it but I made sure that I never found out anything about it because I wanted to watch it and she's like yeah, didn't her dad
0: kill him? oh no (laughs) (laughs) what did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that what happened? Because I, I, I didn't know. Oh, God.
1: That's a bummer. Yeah, it was. But then,
2: years after that, we actually binged them together.
1: And okay. Like, literally just, like, get the VHS
2: tapes and watch episode after
1: episode. Oh, and the VHS tapes, even. Oh, yeah, it was that time. So. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so I really enjoyed it.
1: Cool. So, this is the first episode to air... After Twin Peaks was off for six weeks, they were working on canceling it, but then there was a group called the Citizens Opposing Offing of Peaks, or COOP. <laughs> Coop. <laughs> It was like a letter writing campaign, and it worked, and they returned. So this was the first episode back. This is where so, it's
2: good again, right? At least in my memory, like James left.
1: Yeah, I didn't really mind the episode just before it either.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, I do feel mm-hmm. like we're sort of over the hump of, like, the real dad stuff.
1: We are, yeah. Now that the James and Evelyn thing is finally over, that's... Right. And, and so many things and little out, like
2: Billy Zang, Heather Graham, Log Lady and Major. All of these things really got together in these last two episodes.
1: That's true true and yeah the new love interests are interesting and donna's outfit's really good all of a sudden (laughs) (laughs)
0: things
1: are things are looking up just in time for everything to go all to hell again i guess let's see oh so the director james foley this was his first time directing television and up until then he had only directed two sean penn movies at close range and then who's that girl
2: at close range is an incredible movie yeah. It I is. Seen it in a okay. Long
3: time, but it is a very good one. Real scary Christopher Walken, right? I don't
1: know. Oh my god. I don't know this movie at all. There's
3: a Madonna song from it. Uh yeah, um, just going
1: tell. Really? Yeah. So yeah.
3: no, I think, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the movie
1: I'm thinking. That's probably so true funny. because he's very invested, James Foley, and Madonna. Okay. Because he also directed the music videos True Blue and Papa Don't Preach.
3: Mm, oh, those were all around the kind of yeah, yeah, really yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. In
1: that. yeah, so that's interesting. And then further tied to Sean Penn and Madonna, James Foley was the best man at their wedding. Wow. <laughs> yes. And then after that, he went on to direct Glengarry Glen Ross. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows that movie. So, busy, busy guy. The direction is very interesting in this episode, and it's pretty Mm -hmm. unlike any other episode direction-wise. Yeah. So he wasn't trying like, to do any David Lynch stuff. He was just like, I'm doing my own thing. He does thing. His, like, the
3: weasel cam. Yeah. The, no, yeah. I took
1: the a the couple like,
2: notes on the direction.
3: Funny
1: mood music in the beginning over the montage. Slow crank, slow motion. Mm-hmm. And then he does slow motion again later, too. I would call slow motion a motif. But we'll get into that. Okay, let's talk about the episode. Yeah.
0: In Twin Peaks time,
1: it is Tuesday, March 21st, 1989. It's almost my birthday. I had a question about that because... About Annie's birthday? No. <laughs> no, 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 because at some
2: point someone says years ago this month you and your father and I graduated and I was like yes
1: good looking out because that's a hole in his yeah, story his character yeah, story or it. whatever but it doesn't matter because Donna buys everything so <laughs> <eats it all. laughs> yes. that would have been at UW Med School that's where Doc Averick graduated uh, from so um, just up the road from where we're podcasting right now anyway so it opens on Harry's face his <laughs> wounded eyes close up of his eyes for the most part he's at the book house when it finally Pulls back and he's thinking about Josie having a series of flashbacks that we've all seen before. Yeah. I
3: kind of <laughs> like the little Josie montage
1: there. It's all times when she was trying to distract him, if you <laughs> notice. good point. <laughs> yeah. It's like. The legs. Yeah, the legs yeah. and her 90 that she bought. Yeah. And he got, he I'm pretty sure every single scene is when yeah. he was trying to talk to her about something right. serious and she was like, oh. <laughs> So that's a good choice. I don't know if yeah. that's accidental or on purpose. Or maybe that I mean that's literally their whole dynamic, I guess. There was really never any time when they were just like, let's go to dinner and have a normal <laughs> date. That never happened.
2: That bothers me about Harry. He's so busted up about this. I mean, we'll get to it later, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Just things up and has a gun and all sorts of things I like,
1: He's Harry? extremely unhinged, yes. Yeah.
3: He was down bad for Josie
1: though. Not everyone reacts this way when they're down bad. I mean, it's kind of A-cabby. Sure. We have a bit of an A-cab stance around here. It's
3: I don't like to defend Harry at all, but like it's a lot. He was yeah. in love with her, and then she turned out to be real bad news, and then also died in this totally freaky way <laughs> right in front of it. <laughs> he saw that the she freaky died. Road, He's there though. He saw that He's
2: she there. died. She just, she just, died. Died. She just, she just died. collapses
1: on the bed and dies, and, and, and that's see. oh, only Cooper that sees. Yeah, saw like, everything
3: the goes crazy. Yeah. Thing,
1: right? But that is really freaky that she and just fell to the bed and died.
3: They're pointing guns at each other.
2: Well, and she only weighs five pounds. Or wait, 65, six, pounds. 65 pounds yeah.
1: afterwards. Still yeah. not less, enough Less than you'd think yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The drawer now must be like 60 pounds
1: Well there's an argument to be made That the weight lost Went to Garmin Bosia <laughs> Do you know about Garmin Bosia? <laughs> don't <laughs> It's pain and suffering that uh, uh. Bobby. eats
2: oh and so it was like kind of sucked out
1: he rips it out of you when you go to the lodge excellent yeah there are of
2: examples in the show where someone weighs
1: in the final episode oh not that they weigh less but there is that they talk about that something is removed they don't really talk about it (laughs) It's it's implied yes (laughs) it's implied let's see oh he's drinking my favorite whiskey Ak Daniels (laughs) Did they they scratch the J off the J and the C so it says AK Daniels but I like to say Ak Daniels <laughs> oh, AK is great. Also like a, known as. Alaska AK Daniels. Daniels.
2: AK is also known. As. Oh, AK. Yeah. Or, or AKA. AKA I guess.
1: But okay, then they'd okay. have to draw an A in. But now it's like just an in world.
2: As Act Daniels.
1: Bourbon that exists. When
0: Enormous breakfast <coughs> made special. <laughs> God bless Norma maybe
1: later. Hawk <laughs> enters with breakfast from the double R, and he tells Harry how everyone at the station is focusing on the Windermerell chess game, and Harry's like, Used to be a pretty simple town. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be We're holding
0: up, for now. Hey, you and Cooper can handle it. It's a pretty simple town. It used to be. I guess the world's
1: just caught up to us. He is three weeks ago. Actually, it's about a month ago now. Things were simple. Man could really get away with... <laughs>
0: with a
1: lot. With a lot. Owning a problem. Yes, exactly. And, no one he was... didn't
3: know what was going on. Yeah. You
1: know. Right. But now he knows about it all, and it makes it complicated. He's not cut out for this line of work, perhaps. <laughs> Andy's doing all right. It's interesting. All the tables have turned. <laughs> I've seen
3: cop work by Andy, you know
1: yes then we're at the double r where annie blackburn new character alert enters and she's played by heather graham i totally forgotten that it was heather graham you did i did i didn't realize because
2: i watched it a long time ago and this must have been one of her first things
1: yeah she'd only done license to drive at this point i
2: think yeah and so then i didn't really connect that it was her so seeing her again
1: watching it's like oh my god yeah She's real baby-faced. Yeah. Some interesting Twin Peaks math here. They wrote in Annie to be an age-appropriate love interest for Coop because Audrey, like Audrey. is too young. Annie is 22 years old. Audrey Horn is 18 years old. Which she announced. Okay. Dale 30. Cooper is 35. In real life, Heather Graham was 21, mm-hmm. Kyle McLaughlin was 32, and Sherilyn Fenn was 26. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's a strange casting choice. That's
3: where I'm landing is that weird and casting choice. She looks younger too. She looks like very I thought Hedogram looked so
2: much younger. And actually I have this note somewhere in here later when other high schoolers showed up. like...
1: It's hard to know how old people are.
2: How right. <laughs> these people in high school? Yeah, right. except I, the girl who comes up and talks to the guy to who's Mike. yeah to Mike. Okay. She looks like she's in she high school. Looks like a, yeah. Mike doesn't. Nobody else does.
3: But I mean, that's also like a lot of the teenagers dress like they're middle
1: aged. Absolutely, <laughs> they do. Yeah. It is very strange. She holds Donna. Donna's she's 18. She's like, yeah, yeah, she's like a senior, right? Like she's in mm-hmm. high school too.
2: And like her outfit in this episode was very mature. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's played with her know. look a that's ton. That's
3: Sometimes she wears really dowdy clothes. This is a nice look for Donna.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Annie comes in with the suitcase. So she must have just come right to the double R from however she got there. The bus is how people often get to Twin Peaks. And she's greeted by Norma. Shelly, this
3: is my sister Annie.
1: Hi, Annie. Welcome me tell me all about
3: you. All about me? Shelly's like family. But our family that's not exactly a character reference. How did you and Mom get along? Well we could talk about her or we could feel good about things. I vote for playing me. You
1: too. Let's do a little backstory about Annie Blackburn, shall we? All right. <laughs> She was born in Yakima, Washington, the result of an affair between the Double R founder and Norma's dad, Marty Lindstrom, and Vivian, who <laughs> managed Lindstrom's Weary Traveler Motel. Annie grew up around the motel and believed that Marty was. Her visiting uncle. She learned the truth when Norma visited after learning about the affair from her own mother. So Vivian isn't even Norma's real mother. So
3: Vivian, who's empty wentz, so that's not yeah. Norma's mother. Not her real mother. I knew they were half sisters, but I thought they shared a mother.
1: They shared dad. <laughs> they, share. <laughs> they share a mother in the sense that Vivian acts as a mother to them both, but yeah, in a but like a terrible mother. She she yeah.
2: Asked, it's like,
3: mom?" But well, so she. Not her. But did she raise them? Like, who's Norma's bio-mom. Bio-mom is
1: this woman named Ilsa. Yes.
3: (laughs) She'd go off to Casablanca?
1: (laughs) I need to do more research about that, but it's, yeah, there's a lot. It is weird. It's a big, confusing family dynamic.
3: Seems unnecessarily convoluted that she can't just be her sister.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sisters-ish. It's true. And then after Marty died, Vivian married a Yakima beer distributor named Roland Blackburn, who adopted Annie, oh, and then <laughs> sexually assaulted her. Christ! I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Vivian has trash taste in that. She absolutely you know that, does, which yeah. Which
3: runs in the family. Except for <laughs> Annie, see, the fun is has yeah, got good taste in it. Yeah,
1: Annie has good taste, but it's bad timing for them the comment, though, so she's kind of <laughs> he's like literally the first man she spoke yeah, exactly. to out of the condom but exactly. That's it's good luck that it was Dale Cooper I have comments about that in my notes okay well we'll get there but <laughs> I, 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 so Vivian intervened in the sexual assault, and that caused Roland to drive his car to the Yakima River, <laughs> and then Annie attempted suicide after that. Oh, right, yes. uh, so that, that's that's, that's, Yeah. And then she was committed to a psychiatric hospital in western Washington. After she was released, she went back to school, graduated with honors, broke up with a boyfriend that she had at the time, and then joined the convent. In
2: which so, convent? Like, what denomination?
1: Oh, I don't know. Just kidding a good question any convent wow. will do probably yeah. yeah so she was there for five years and then it was now. <laughs> wow, God, <laughs> yeah Danny. pretty rough yeah, pretty cool rough go of it hair. you don't really get much of it she kind of talks about it a little bit but mostly she just seems like kind of a weird girl <laughs>
0: yeah
1: she's a super traumatized girl is really what it is that makes
2: more sense right. how do you know all this story
1: uh this show, the right? secret history of twin peaks okay. And the final dossier are some supplemental materials that I refer to frequently for that, character that backstories. Yes,
2: Because one of my <laughs> questions, how the hell is she in a convent? That's usually not convent material. There's enough world awareness about her that it doesn't seem like she's been in a convent. So when I first <laughs> heard it, it's like, oh, yeah, you just came out and you got off the bus from a convent. It seems like this is a con. Uh... I've been in a convent. It just kind of riding something out. Okay. She walks in the way she talks to the Coop, the way she talks to other people. It just felt like a con to me, and not someone who understand. actually just left a comment. It's, She's it's, just wow.
1: confused and trying it's, to find it's, her it's, way in the it's, world. I, it,
2: I think it's they cast Heather Graham in this role. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I did not care for her at all when I first watched the show, but I have grown to like her fine. I feel like as, as much as you
3: can like Heather Graham, yeah. you like
2: her fine. Me watching it now, like I just overwrite her character with everything else I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've right. only seen her in like It's like that's Roller Girl. Right? 20 minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've only yeah. seen her in 20 minutes of this show but to me she's all these other characters I've mm-hmm. seen her play and so that's
1: interesting. It is interesting. Not <laughs> someone who
2: just got off the bus from a condom.
1: No. <laughs> so anyway, I do love their discussion about the family. Right. She says we can talk about Vivian or we can feel good about things. Yeah, Vivian is the worst. She absolutely is. And then they talk about how Norma's going to give her a job, and she promises that she'll work her till she drops, which is <laughs> cute. In the way that Norma right. says it, it's so cute. I'm no charity, Norma. Promise. Don't worry. I'm going to work you until you
0: drop
1: Meanwhile, Garland Briggs is sitting at the counter eating some pie. Compelling. (laughs) Yeah. Shelly brings in the bill and he declares the pie. Compelling. And Shelly, like, doesn't roll her eyes exactly, but she just makes a face that's uh like, yep. (laughs) Like, you didn't have to say anything. It seems like you feel like you had to say something, but. It's an
3: odd (laughs) way to describe a pie.
2: If you go to a diner every day mm-hmm. in the same small town and to eat mm-hmm. pie, and someone asks you how the pie is, I guess you might come up yeah. with some... Try to come up with some thing. synonyms. How is that pie? <laughs> Sedentary.
1: <laughs> Immobile. Immobile. <laughs> he doesn't eat very much of it, though. Right. And I would say that a motif in this episode is uneaten food. Really? Yeah. I usually notice that. Yeah, he doesn't then. eat his
2: food. He doesn't eat a lot of his pie. Yes,
1: because maybe he's got some stuff on his mind. The
2: weasel doesn't get all of his nose.
1: <laughs> so unfortunately.
2: Didn't Log Lady run in and run into the major there? In the, oh my in gosh, the cafe? you're absolutely which right. Think, Thank you. Like, in my memory, that's when season two got really good. That's mm. when Briggs got involved in the deep
1: yeah. launch plot.
2: Which I think is this. I think it's this moment, right? Like he's kind of like trailing along. He's like... Well, oh, shit's happening, shit's happening. But when she mm-hmm. comes to him, and then later they go to Coop, it felt like, oh, this is moving somewhere.
1: He's been a little involved. Right, like, he brought the waiter when Coop was, like, revealing the killer of mm-hmm. Laura. Oh, right. Yes, I love the waiter. Mm-hmm. But that was just because he found him on the side of the road. And right.
2: To me, this felt like we're leaning into his story now. Mm -hmm. intersects with Mm -hmm. the crazy shit that's actually happening totally
1: you're right thank you for mentioning that because that was very important yeah she just comes in and like points to the back of his neck basically but that's where his three triangle marks are back at the station Coop is reading up on the Interpol (laughs) 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 documents I love the (laughs) conspicuously labeled (laughs) file like it's here right yeah like his eyebrow wiggles (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing written there Hawk enters and Phil's Coopin on Harry's condition. <laughs> He's about to hit bottom, he says.
0: Harry's about to hit bottom. Is he eating? When do you think he'll come back to work? I guess we'll find out soon.
1: I guess he does have further to go, but- Right, but you wouldn't know that. And then they have a little bit of an exchange about who should be answering to who. You
0: need a hand? It's a question I should be asking you. You're the senior lawman, Cooper. Let's just let the rain fall as it has been. Besides, oh. I hate paperwork.
1: Hawk's like, but you're still... You're like senior You're law senior lawman here, but he's not. Like, right. actually, Hawk is right in this case, because, like, if you're really going by the books, he's still suspended, but... Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's a deputy.
2: I was going to ask this mm-hmm. later on. Coop introduces himself to Annie as local law enforcement. Yes, he does. He's not yeah. local law enforcement. He's a federal law enforcement
1: agent. Currently he's local. Okay. Currently his only official position is yeah. deputy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. So he's just embracing that right now. He's I like, like I may never, that's why he's in a that's plan. Right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so at least in this first
2: part, mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down, but I, I, I don't think it happens later. But Hawk's acting as this messenger between the limbo that Harry's in, like, he's in the book house, mm-hmm. and he's going, Hawk goes, he's like, Oh, I'm trying to get your stuff and get yeah. some words of wisdom. Then comes back to Coop and's like, Oh, this is what's happening over mm-hmm. there. It's kind of crazy, and that happens a couple times, right? Like, Hawk is the messenger
0: between mm-hmm. really the world of the book
2: house and the rest of everything that's going on, but he's he always has these like little drops of wisdom to give like kind of in each place yeah he says a couple things to harry and he's like no you're in charge here the line i love is josie had power right like, yeah yeah he said that yeah. later he has these really keen observations between the two worlds yeah really-
1: that's a good observation <laughs> no i love it because he does know what's up like yes. he's and i also yes. really like the way that Coop can kind of speak freely with him about what mm-hmm. he saw he's like right. remember i told you it's uh bob that's and right. the dancing man
0: the autopsy on her doc hayward said he couldn't determine the cause of death the body only weighed 65 pounds how's that possible i don't know maybe something to do with what i saw in the room when she died maybe we better just whistle on our way past the graveyard
1: but hawk's like the only person he one of the only people he can talk to about that and not have to explain himself or right apologize, or straight-up not be believed. Mm -hmm. Like, Hawk's like, yeah, (laughs) I know Uh, weird shit's going on. So that's kind of a relief. They're like talking shop, kind of. And then also, I think Hawk really likes being in the middle, because he even says, like, I don't like paperwork. So he's like, this is where Uh I'm comfortable. I don't really want to be in charge. I mean, maybe that's why. In the return, he's not in charge. He's right. like, I don't want that job. Yeah. But it's just hard when someone's one of the only capable people around, <laughs> and you want to, you want them to be more in charge. And they're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about how Doc Hayward conducted the autopsy on right. Josie. Yeah. <laughs> doc
3: Hayward, only Doc in town, as always. First why? of all, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Why didn't they bring Albert back in? Yay.
3: Like, remember when we first met Albert and he had the fight with someone, like, in the morgue? There was, like, somebody else. Yeah, It was hey, doing I the autopsy. Yes, it was not Doc Hayward. Yes. Why is Doc Hayward doing the autopsy on Josie? There's and absolutely no, no right, reason. Right. So this is a thing, because... We often notice that Doc Hayward is in situations where he shouldn't be. Because mm-hmm. the actor who plays him is Mark Frost's dad, right? Okay. So we're like, oh, he's joking. Oh, Mark like, Frost. Frost goes, right, right, my again. dad. Right, he my did dad. Did the <clears throat> they don't even should Was there a deleted scene where he did the autopsy? I don't think so. Doc Hayward. Yeah. There was no even, need. It's not even to give Warren Frost some screen
1: time. Yeah. They could have literally Mark's just said like, the autopsy didn't show anything. Oh. Oh. Like, oh. it didn't autopsy. have to name check Doc Hayward. It's weird. i do not that's small town feel. Because he hates being at home and he hates his children is what I think. (laughs) Don't you have three daughters? Tell
0: me
1: where oh where remember <laughs> i mean he named one
3: gersten obviously he doesn't care about it.
1: the youngest by, by the time i got to gersten he was like i literally don't give a shit <laughs> i mean i feel like it's more it.
3: than not giving a shit i think that's actively hostile you know right you give a shit it's like okay marry or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't he's I like gersten
1: that stupid fucking baby's named Gerson. <laughs> and then that's why she has, like, such a complex. She
3: has it rough
1: later, <laughs> She has a rough now, I would argue. Like, that one time we saw her.
0: My good news is that I was chosen to be the fairy princess in my school play. This is my special dress. Also, I got
1: the highest scores in mathematics and English this mid-season term, just as my sisters
0: Harriet and Donna did before me. So now I don't have to worry about being ashamed anymore.
1: This poor girl. She's the one though, no, for sure. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. She's, she's very talented. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course! She's in Dune. A little movie uh, called Dune. Uh, she is? <laughs> in the uh, David oh, Lynch David gym. Lynch. Oh. Yeah. As a baby. Not a baby, but a child.
0: I am a messenger from Moa Deep. Poor Emperor. I'm afraid my brother won't be very pleased with you. Silence. Kill this child, she's an abomination.
2: She's not in the new one yet.
1: <laughs> I'm a little puzzled by what Hawk says about whistling past the graveyard. Yes, I oh, oh, question marks. Is oh, yeah.
2: Anything? Yeah, it's the thing. Whistling past the graveyard means not caring if you're gonna die or not caring if something bad's gonna happen. You just whistling
1: pass Right. That's what I thought. But yeah. the way he says it is like we'd better do that because of all this stuff going on. Right. As if well, like throwing salt over your shoulder or knocking on wood or something.
2: Yeah. I thought it was just like so much is going on that we just need to keep a happy outlook. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. No. Just whistling past the graveyard.
3: Right. I mean I didn't know what that phrase meant. I was just
1: like I mean, I literally always thought it meant it's like a reckless thing that you do. Like don't do that. Don't no, go don't, whistling past the I graveyard. It's reckless. Oh, yeah. I think it's
0: not.
3: See, I, um, the way you were I mean, describing it, not... made you think like, you're passing the graveyard and you whistle to show that you're not scared
2: Did of You them. actually... Okay.
1: So that, well, that it's makes... like
3: putting on a false front is how yeah. I took
1: that. All right. Well, that makes sense in this context, then. <laughs> if it's like... <laughs> to let Bob know that he's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. Now we're at Windermere's Creepy Cabin, oh, wow, where... Leo is bringing him his slippers, pipe, and newspaper. I have so many, <laughs> I have so many God, questions. So many notes you, just, this.
0: You, you talk
2: for a little while, then I'll ask my questions.
1: Let's address the questions now. Who's Let's, Leo? Who's Leo? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. I, don't
2: remember. Yeah. I, remember I do, don't
3: remember Leo. Leo's like the big scary guy who was Shelly's husband. Okay, mm-hmm. right. And he's like abusive and...
2: Right, but down. why is he like a dog now?
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, literally I a dog. dog. Bring hammer. me my paper, bring right, me my pipe, right. bring my, my slippers He no, was,
1: yes, he's treating him like the, a dog. A dog Leo was shot by Hank. And he was kind of comatose for a while, and then he sort of snapped out of it, possibly through mystical powers, mm-hmm. but we don't know for sure. Then wandered off into the woods. Oh. He got stabbed and wandered off in the woods. Right? Yes. But then
3: happened upon Wyndham Merle, and then it was like a gift for Wyndham It's like yeah, here's exactly. your like your minion. laptop, like, I guess. <laughs> is <a> yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is great. Like yes.
2: I see him as a mm-hmm. minion, which is interesting. I could not remember how he got there, that. but that's right. He was Shelley's abusive. Okay. Right. It's a good
1: recap.
3: Right, it's hard because <laughs> it's like I have to remind myself how bad Leo is because I feel like Wyndham is so unnecessarily mean to him. Yeah, just, just like
1: smacking him with the pipe okay. in the middle of their conversation.
3: Unnecessary Wyndham, and then I'm like, but
1: well, yep. then again, Leo. I know. on this. I way, know it's but- hard. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Oh, see,
3: Wyndham doesn't know any of that. Um. I guess. Well, maybe... It, it actually, Wyndham does a lot of research on people, so maybe... I think maybe he
1: does at this dead. point, there, yeah. I mean, there
3: if he ever knows Doc
1: Hayward's
0: college... Exactly. Like there
2: is there ever a point where he okay. doesn't know something?
1: It is kind of nuts how really much does. he knows.
3: Should I know. Pre-internet research. Well, the other
2: thing I said about Leo is there's a point where Wyndham's just talking and doing mm-hmm. all this thing, and Leo's just staring just mm-hmm. at nothing, and it's completely blank. Oh, he gets hit by the flute. I wrote that down, too. Yeah. He gets beat with a flute, which I think is
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, club, club,
1: club. <laughs> what does the closed caption say? He plays a sorrowful tune. A, sorrowful, a tune. sorrowful tune. He likes that flute. He's extra, we like to say. Oh, he's also, like, smelling a flower and he's doing this special breathing. That's something they do in yoga class sometimes. Okay, yeah. When yeah. Good, let's go. Nadi Shodhana. And he's talking about how tonic country life is.
0: You know, Leo, you can't really appreciate how
3: tonic country life is until you're actually right here
0: <gasps> living it. Right?
1: Wyndham's just kind of yammering on, but there's some choice moments. When you try to imagine
0: what
2: it would be like to go back image is imperfect. The mental image is always imperfect.
1: I wrote that down. Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: but he's talking about coming back to something. Yeah. It's like returning to a previous location mm-hmm. or memory is always imperfect, right? Like you have mm-hmm. this idea of it, what you thought it was, and when you go back there, it's not the
0: same. Yes. And that's
2: what he's talking about. And he's tearing the flower apart as he's kind of doing it, right? Whatever it was that you used to think was cool, you get back to it, it's like, oh, it's just kind of crap. Mm-hmm. I love that I thought that was super good I didn't know what it had to do with anything else Yeah but I love right. the quote Because mm-hmm. you can never go home again
1: right? Yeah can... He's thinking out loud And he's angry about the past And he still wears his wedding ring Even though he yes. murdered his wife I know <laughs> And his wedding ring is an interesting design too It's like a knot
2: Oh the stem
0: Let's see what move our poor Cooper has come up with this time Uh huh This isn't a move. This is a trick. He's playing a stalemate game. Cooper doesn't know the meaning of stalemate! He's getting help. I cannot
2: tolerate people who do not play by the rules. People who shirk the standards! Like, this isn't a move it's a trick and i know there's like hawk sounds like so like in audio oh. there's this kind of like, you know there's always jazz and stuff going on but i like kind of got this like ooh, this is important
1: yeah he's really mad it's interesting too because he can tell the coop's getting help and he says that's against the rules but it's like you never established any rules <laughs> right, yeah, right. And also, obviously
3: koop's gonna get help why wouldn't he you know like
1: yeah you guys aren't playing chess where it's like. For fun in the afternoon. They
3: said they played chess like every day for years and Coop never won. So, yeah, obviously he's gonna try and get some help.
1: When we're talking about real lives at it's stake. Like,
3: it's like, I'll just wing it. Right. <laughs> Maybe this will be the time I beat it.
1: Right. He's met Coop before, right? Like, how do you not know that he's gonna do that? He's insane though, boy, guys. <laughs> That's our window. <laughs> it's like a sitcom. <laughs>
0: that's our window so window that's so window that's so window
2: which says a great evil villain (laughs) he says many people are going to regret this i thought was great
1: that's very true (laughs) so fucking true including him then we cut to the great northern and a great pair of legs audrey doing a walk for the volunteer ladies To show them how to stretch down a catwalk. I'm not sure how she knows, but she figured it out. This is just her vision. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, whatever. They're so catty to her. I don't like it. I don't like these ladies. (laughs) Show Audrey some respect. She's working with Dick to plan the Stop Ghostwood fundraiser and fashion show. Right,
3: fundraiser and fashion show. Like, where are these fashions from? I feel like I missed it. They never explain
1: it, but I assume that Dick, like, picked out some stuff from horns because everybody's dressed like Dick. Yes, yes. yes. They're all wearing too many layers.
3: (laughs) That is, the thing. a motif is just, like, crazy clothes. Disguises (laughs) and costumes.
0: That's
1: also true. Power clashing. (laughs) Oh my god. The fashion show is insane. He offers the ladies a cigarette. May I say,
0: you'll both delightfully represent the sanctity of nature. Cigarette?
3: I prefer to keep my chest
0: clear. Ah. The great
1: god, I prefer to keep my chest clear. Mm-hmm. And keep <laughs> yes, of course. Sorry.
3: I prefer for your attention to be on my tits right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> my chest. And then Tim Pinkle arrives. Have you spoken with Pinkle? What's a Pinkle?
3: Once a pickle. So this actor was on an <laughs> earlier episode, and we ended up like a deep dive into a Laverne and Show. Sure, that's true. Twiggy. What is it, Leonard, Lenny and the Squig? Lenny Jones? and the Squeak
1: Tones. so the good. Bangers.
2: Well, so he's also a very, very small character in Willow.
1: <gasps> oh my God, that's right. So
2: Lenny and Squiggy play, like the brownies. They're tiny, tiny little.
1: Oh my character. God, I totally forgot. Then we go that way to the lake. That way, you are drunk. And when you are drunk, you forget that I am in charge. charge.
3: Fine. Then which way do we go? That way! So funny. What's a
1: Pinkle? (laughs) Tim Pinkle is a man with many jobs.
3: Yeah, he was like the insurance adjuster before. He was. And now he's the, I don't even know. What is he, the pine weasel expert guy for some (laughs) reason?
1: So he is Tim of Tim and Tom's taxidermy. Oh. So when he has a taxidermied pine weasel, maybe that was the whole reason for getting him involved, mm. was like he had the taxidermy. Then Dick was like, that's not going to do. Like, no, seriously. This is
0: just to show people what the pine weasel looks like. I understand the concept perfectly. Pinkle,
3: the name is Pinkle. But what I'm trying to make clear is that using a stuffed animal to
0: represent an endangered species as an ecological protest constitutes the supreme incongruity. Well, that's clear, Derek.
1: And I assume that he went out and captured one in the forest because he was like, they're, they're easy exactly. to catch. Yeah, that's what
2: he said. Yeah, he says they're very trusting and easy
1: right. to catch. Yes. <laughs> and then I also, well, we'll get to it. but right. <laughs> yeah. I, I love there's, it. There's,
0: I think it's like
1: more, a big yeah. revenge plot. Oh, of oh, course. Oh, <laughs>
3: yes, oh, yeah. when he says the, the cheap cologne thing. Cheap cologne. Yes. No, no,
2: give
1: right. him a kiss. Give him a kiss. Yes. This <laughs> is, I mean. It's, it's great.
3: We're jumping ahead. I know, I know. Just a, just a little
2: bit.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love this guy. <laughs> we're about to talk about how hot Billy's name is. Yes, we are. Oh my word. But
3: real quick, I hate Dick Tremaine, but it is funny when she mentions the pine. He's like, yeah, what's that? Like a raccoon or something? <laughs> <laughs> what is
1: that a say? raccoon? <laughs> would you be like a weasel? It's more it's of a weasel. A, it's a kind of ferret,
3: she right? There's a
2: Yeah.
1: In. And then it literally is a ferret that he brings yeah. in. It's a Hollywood ferret. Audrey starts to walk away and runs smack into Jack. Judge Justice Wheeler. Hello. Um, looks like you're
0: trying to run lumber upstream. How can I help you, Mr. Wheeler?
1: God, he just is the worst dresser, though. Oh, God, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He's, He's so terrible. handsome and so... Such a bad dresser. I hate outfit. that hat with a fiery hot passion. <laughs> it's a
3: good thing he's hot. That's one of my notes. It's a good thing you're hot because that outfit, oh my god. Ugh. His
1: clothes
2: are awful. <laughs> so, who is he supposed to be? He says later, You're going to show me some more cowboy tricks, like lassoing some things.
1: I'm like, I am. A they don't do really get cowboy. into why he knows cowboy stuff, but he grew up in Twin Peaks sort of a carpentry background but then he got some money right. from ben horn to become like a business flipper and that's what he does now and then he's back in town to help ben because the great northern is failing Be- yeah <laughs> and he is really young well that's,
0: he's his 20s. Well, that's
1: what audrey, mm-hmm.
2: said. That's what audrey last, said last episode yeah they talk that's about it in this conversation they start right away So well, the talk we had is dinner yeah.
0: Gosh, I'm sorry I was rude the other night. It's just that when it
2: comes to my family, I get really excited about
0: that. Whom I walked in here out of nowhere, I can't think of anyone better qualified for the job than you. Hello? What are we talking
2: about
1: anyway?
2: The end of that conversation was so cute. Like, she's just like, I'm only 18. <laughs> yeah. I'm so flustered by you. Yes. Yeah. And I have to get this out right now. Yeah. I'm only 18. And she's still the same way. Like, she mm-hmm. can't talk to him. She's just like, uh, let's go for a picnic. We need a blanket. We need a basket. How about a picnic? Uh, um. We need outdoor stuff.
0: A basket, blanket. Food. I don't know how to cook. It's just just saw in the kitchen, though.
1: I mean, he is just so insanely hot, and so is she, but like, exactly. right. there aren't that many dudes in Twin Peaks that look like that. <laughs> right. She's just like, I'm not used to talking to someone as hot as me, is basically also, what yeah, she's, right.
0: saying.
1: <laughs> so. she's saying. It's really fucking hot when he says, I was apologizing, and you
0: were apologizing. We're both real sorry about something. You want to go out
1: somewhere? Like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> Woo! So they agree to go on a picnic and get some food from the kitchen, and nobody has to cook, which is nice. The people in the kitchen have to cook. That's right. true. Just okay. Neither of them do. Right. <laughs> Thank you. you I'm, uh, yeah. I hope that they are very polite. She has to be better than Jerry, weaseling around in the kitchen. <laughs> Jerry Horn gets into fights with the cook from mm-hmm. time to time. And then we're back at the bookhouse where Coop is visiting Harry, and he's brought Josie's dossier ever so helpfully. Yeah!
0: We got Josie's dossier in from Interpol. Not interested. In addition to killing Eckert, trying to kill me, and killing Jonathan in Seattle. close case. She's also wanted for a variety of felonies in Hong Kong. I don't need to hear this. She's also had two prostitution arrests, Harry. Ooh,
1: come on. I know. Is this necessary? It's been like less than 24 hours. Yeah. I know that they just have to move shit along or whatever, but it's like in real life, you would just let him get really drunk and really hungover right. and leave him alone. I,
0: right. count, I
2: counted them, Harry says no four times, or like, <laughs> I don't want to hear it, or leave me alone, or something four mm-hmm. times,
0: and then three times
2: says get out, Yeah. Right. and then says go. Eventually it's
0: going to help to know she was a hardened criminal, a killer. Get out of here. I know it's not easy right now. Just get out of here. Get out of here! Go! Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like, seriously
3: Coop. Right. I'm like, come,
1: come on, girl, Coop. Come. Read the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally screaming I'm at you. I don't like
3: the end to prostitution
1: I, I, you know, yeah, like, I really hate that. I do not I, like, like,
2: like, like that. Point mark. I'm like, seriously, why do you bring that right. up?
1: And he puts it at the end as if that's gonna be like
3: right.
1: that's the tip gotcha. like,
3: See, she was also yeah. a
1: hoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what, Coop? She told him that herself. I know. I
2: know she only turned into a
1: tornado <laughs> yesterday. She kills some people, whatever, that's fair. That's not okay, but... <laughs> sex work is work that's like the least of it (laughs) yeah i think you could
3: leave it as like you know she tried to kill me she killed these two other people she was bad news
0: you know sure
2: or you could be like i'm sorry you're having such a hard time harry can Mm -hmm. i make you some soup and watch a movie with you and then trash your girlfriend i don't Mm -hmm. know
0: if i
3: agree where he's like it's gonna help you in the long run to know she was bad news. I could
2: imagine oh, that best being best the best case, best. but not the next not day. Yeah. It's like yeah. the next day, right? Like it's it's got to yeah. be within it a day or happened. two, right? Yeah. So. yeah.
1: I completely agree most of that is good information for a week later
0: <laughs> I don't know maybe I don't know yeah I mean you gotta check
1: on him and make sure he doesn't do anything dangerous with that gun or like get alcohol poisoning Or don't think he'd have got the
2: gun Coop can come over there and been like
1: oh really he wasn't just swinging his gun around oh I think by I that point maybe he was did he have his gun out at that point
3: not in this scene the scene later it's like he has just completely.
1: Mm-hmm. and maybe that is because Coop's conversation I think he was oh, Instigated, instigating like yeah. throwing
2: kindling on that fire yeah.
1: Ugh, yeah poop <laughs>
2: I was thinking I mean LVP right there like <laughs> I mean he gets the gun away from later so that kind of balances it out but I'm like dude come on
1: it's not a good move Michael and doing some acting with the capital A though yeah. <laughs> at the Blue Pine Lodge speaking of acting Catherine is interrupted by an unexpected visitor <laughs> the door was open Country habit.
2: We're also trusting. My name is Jones.
1: I was executive assistant to late Mr. Eckhart. I really like
0: this
1: scene. <laughs> I love Catherine sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild that just
3: like pulls it on
1: like what? And she just the had desk. that like so casual the about it. Keep a
2: revolver in her desk. Right. She's sitting like, at her I desk think. going over plans, mm-hmm. right? I
1: guess it's the ghost word plans. Yeah. So. There's a
2: revolver in that desk.
1: What is she still scared of? Because, like, Eckhart's dead, Josie's dead. Well, yeah. Habit's dead, right? I guess so, yeah.
2: And she's a hard ass bitch. I mean, she shows it later, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. But it's, a, yeah, it was at the fucking ready, like, big time. And then it's really funny in juxtaposition with her line about the door being unlocked. <laughs> a country yeah. habit.
2: Such a great, I wrote it mm-hmm. down, but such a passive-aggressive line. Yes. The yeah. way she says it jones is her name right mm-hmm. miss 80s power woman i wrote
1: down big time about her. Really ponytail
2: back working later when she takes off her clothes and her like nightie is like the mm-hmm. classic 80s power woman
1: it's like a nightie that doubles as like an undershirt yeah. so she had like the blazer right it's yeah. like a day to night look or whatever so, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so. <laughs> yeah but she's the, the door was open well that's a country custom yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't open for you. Right. It was open for my neighbors. It was open for other people who know that they can walk yeah. in. For country I mean, people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? I grew up in the country where you didn't lock your doors. But if a stranger walked into my house, I'd be like, no, that door was not
1: open for yeah. you. And Jones knows she's not supposed to be oh, there. Yeah, it's she really. told <laughs> was, oh, yeah, totally the door was open.
2: That is a country custom. Mm-hmm. You are not part of this country.
1: Yeah, and she was trying to surprise her too, uh-huh. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It is. It's good. Catherine's got her power when she's in the Blue Pine Lodge, especially yeah. in her office. <laughs> With her revolver. <laughs> With her revolver, yeah. She's <laughs> like, yeah, hello. Also, a fun fact is that there's a Golden Globe on the shelf right next to the development plans, and it is theorized to be Piper Laurie's Golden Globe that she won for Twin Peaks. That oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I just want to put it in my scene. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for her. That's a boss bitch move right there. Exactly. (laughs) A very Catherine move. Yeah. (laughs) Jones has brought a pardon gift from the late Mr. Eckhart. It's that big fucking puzzle box that will stick around for several episodes.
2: That box seemed way bigger in her purse. Like, I didn't see Mm -hmm. her bag when she walked in. I kind of wanted to go back and scroll through it.
1: I
0: think it it was like all that was in there. Just like,
2: how did that come out of her? (laughs) <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, she must have had like a bag that was like this big, but I didn't notice it.
1: She had like some sort of sparkly black satchel, satchel yeah. But there. but there was a cut, so it very okay, easily yeah. could have been a well, little. I, the mystical thing mm-hmm. was tickling in my head. Mm-hmm. But, she's got a Mary Poppins purse. Mary- <laughs> well, right? like, yeah. I don't <laughs> think she's magic. She's just evil. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Evil's magic. That's very true, but not all of it. That's very nice. <laughs> this is just a annoying puzzle box situation that will eventually lead to Pete getting blown up, which I don't care for. It does give us (laughs) both. It does. They talk about Josie and Eckhart, and she says, I'm also here to get his body, and they're going to be buried together side by side so they can keep an eye on each other. He really loved Josie, says Jones. (laughs) And then Catherine's response is hilarious. (laughs) You
3: know, he really did love Josie.
0: Didn't we all?
1: Didn't, Didn't we, we all? We all. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. Almost nobody, honestly. Right? saying. Just Harriet. Harriet. Like, well, Just, uh, Pete. Pete. That's true. Two people. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and I guess Eckhart, if she says. Oops. Coop
2: until he shot her.
1: Coop never her. really never, liked her. No, yeah. he never under no. her. He thought she was a babe. Who's the babe? Right. But, right. He, but he didn't love her he was enough. suspicious right. for her, yeah. He wanted to trust her like very badly
3: because he loves Harry so bad. Yeah, yeah. but like, he wanted do it. He knew that she was shady girlfriend.
1: Yes, very much so. So then we're at the Hayward home, <laughs> where Donna answers the door to Wyndham Merle in a disguise. Hey, excuse me, I, I, I'm looking for Bill or Eileen
2: Hayward
0: right
2: now can i help you well i'm dr gerald craig uh, an old friend of of will's from medical school and uh, well you see i I have a convention in spokane so i just thought i'd swing by and surprise them Uh, which daughter are you
3: white a (laughs) (laughs)
2: disguise.
3: he has like weird makeup on his cheek i know i noticed that
2: too i called it a colombo disguise i don't know why well it's kind of sherlock holmes like with the the,
1: the,
3: the, 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 alice yeah, pretty ridiculous. It is so silly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He loves to dress up. Like it's his like fifty-year-old doctor disguise, I guess.
2: I like the biker disguise mm-hmm. a lot
3: better.
1: Yeah. He loves he, putting he loves on service. fake facial hair. That's one of his favorites. He's just <laughs> he's got like buckets or like an of spirit action, gum. For no
3: reason. <laughs> when he takes the owl postcard. That's true. Yeah. It's like Swedish or something. What is it? I don't know. There's no reason for him to do that accent. I really feel like he and
1: Catherine would get along famously if ever they met. (laughs) They (laughs) They could just do scenes together. Two up scenery together. Yeah. So he says he's Dr. Gerald Craig, who went to medical school with her father. He knows all sorts of stuff about her family. Which daughter are you? He knows that she has two sisters, which, I mean, Doc Hayward doesn't even seem to remember most of the time. And John's outfit rules. Yes, this that's is where I wrote, like, no high schoolers seem like they're in high school because yeah. of John's outfit. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's where it really set home for me. Yeah. And also, is this June? But no, it's March. Because he said, this. it was this month we all graduated.
1: Right.
2: You know, speaking of school, Will and I graduated 30 years ago this month. So I... Just so small remembrance for him.
1: <laughs> so he's lying as I'm on my way to a convention in Spokane, and I wanted to stop by and commemorate her 30-year graduation
2: this month. This we graduated th- together. I mean, I wrote it down because Cause he could have just man.
1: said 30 years, and then it'd be like, well, you know, close yeah. enough. But
2: right. Is this June? It yeah. Same like June.
1: She believes everything he tells her and invites him in the house.
0: But it's, right. It's,
2: it's country
3: again.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean this. I mean Europe in a small town. I mean, I guess yeah. you're, your doors are unlocked.
3: It, why would someone come to the house and pretend to be the old med uh, school buddy of Doc Hayward? Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: things happen to Twin Banks? Like I guess you could give it that <laughs> conscious thing. But growing up where I grew up, that would not be a problem. If someone came to the door and was like, "I'm a friend of your dad's," and they knew a bunch of stuff
1: about it. It was
2: mm-hmm. okay. Like, yeah it's Can I get you something to drink, Dr. Craig? A pop or something? Uh, can I
1: thank you. No, no. Well, obviously, he knew that she was there alone. Right. And he wasn't really trying to run into her dad. Right. But yeah, the disguise, even he could have just dressed as himself and said he was Gerald Craig. Like the, right. He just right. didn't have to wear the disguise. That's this, he just <laughs>
0: loves
1: to do that. Yeah, he, he does. Just loves dress he really as does. As and he gives her like a pep talk about high school you're in high school unfortunately
2: (laughs) i felt exactly the same way (laughs) you know high school is is difficult you you have no idea what you want to do with your life so it seems that absolutely none of it applies to your life (laughs) you're right (laughs) well don't worry
0: it'll all work out for now you just enjoy it in all its absurdity okay
1: (laughs) I thought it was very cute when
3: he said, are the sisters as beautiful as you, and she just goes, oh, I don't
2: know. Don't you have two sisters? Yeah, they're younger than me. Are
0: they both as beautiful as you? Well, I don't know. I thought <laughs> <laughs> it
3: was very charming, yeah. and I am not usually
0: charmed by Donna, but that was very cute.
1: <laughs> She likes this guy. She yeah. has zero danger alerts going off at all. <laughs> Donna always well, aces with the instincts of people. My favorite
3: people are Harold and James and <laughs> this guy.
1: And now <laughs> Dr. Gerald Craig. And then Donna on the table in front of her has an uneaten sandwich and a bottle of Coke. That's yeah. food. Mm Mhm. So she was in the middle of lunch or starting lunch, I guess, because she never eats the sandwich. And then he gives her a phone number to reach him and a little package. Don't open it. Don't open it. Oh, I I have a
2: a small gift for your dad. Now can I trust you
1: not to open it? Sure. I guess so. She doesn't open it. I absolutely would have opened it. Really? (laughs) If I ribbon? well if I thought I could get the ribbon back on.
3: I don't think
0: that at I would really, age, really at care. 18, at, at that age strange
3: in a way, but out. I don't think I would care that much about like what this old guy gave my old guy dad. You know what I mean? It's more that.
1: Well, maybe I wouldn't have it until he said Can I, I trust open it.
2: you not to open it? Exactly. It's not like it's in a bag or like a present. It's like this elaborate thing.
1: Like the, an ornate little box. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would totally. Have opened like, I probably would have assumed it was a pen or something until he said, can I trust you not to open it? And then I'd be like, well, let's see what's in here. Mm, yes, but. you can <laughs> totally trust me not to open it until you <laughs> leave. I mean, the
2: whole point is just to get mm-hmm. the chest moved
3: to them. No, but he... there's, yeah. there's
1: two
2: points. The point is to get mm-hmm. the chest moved and also to let them know I can walk into anything.
3: Well, that's right? what I was mm-hmm. getting at, <laughs> <only> <laughs> So the point was, but he could have done that without going to this place, mm-hmm. like to have them all unsettled. Yes. That it was an extra. Like, I was in your house chatting yes. with
2: your daughter, yeah. and, then, and mm-hmm. that's what I, I link both the disguise moments to this one. And he comes into the diner as well. Mm-hmm. The previous line many people will pay, right?
1: Yeah, like, I'm getting
2: involved and I'm gonna push myself into the game, I'm not playing from afar. I'm stepping into your lives, and mm-hmm. I'm going to start messing things up. That's what it seemed
1: like to me. But. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
3: I mean, basically, it's like, I'm mad now. Like, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just playing this chess
1: game with you. I was mm-hmm. just
3: killing people mm-hmm. as the chess game goes. I was
1: just <laughs> killing drifters, but now I'm going to start fucking with, yeah. I guess right. it's the well, oh yeah, Well, yeah, that's
2: the next yeah. scene, right? Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was a great line. He doesn't want pawns. he mm-hmm. wants
0: royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's so good.
1: It is the next scene. We're back at the station where Pete's got several games of chess going at once, trying to find a stalemate that loses the least amount of people. And unfortunately, that still means six people. Six, and it seems like even that is hard to come by, like the way okay. he goes through all the different famous chess games or what have you.
3: Well, the stalemates <laughs> in recorded history.
1: There isn't a stalemate game on
2: Earth if you don't lose at least a few foot soldiers. Oh. The classic herbsman you wind up with six pieces. Now, I can improve on that.
0: But even if I get there in half the time and wind up with twelve, that means six people die. Do your best, Pete. Wyndham Earl's genius carries with it the vice of impatience. He doesn't want pawns. He wants royalty. Protect those,
2: particularly the queen, and we can frustrate him. Couple things. One, there's a timer in the soundtrack.
0: Mm. She's,
2: even says it in the, because we, we, we were watching with the mm-hmm. closed caption, it says timer sound. So it's like tick, 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 in the soundtrack. And he's not timing his chest moves, but it's really interesting that there's yeah. like this ticking thing oh, yeah. that he needs to figure out. I thought that was cool. Because there's and, uh, an external timer. Right, yeah. yeah, right. So in the, <laughs> in the sounds, you get the timer. He is so excited. Pete is on fire. He's <laughs> doing <laughs> what he wants to do, yeah. right? like yeah. That's what his eyes are saying. He's just like, <laughs> no, he figure this out. and even though he doesn't have a solution he's so excited about trying to find the solution to trying to help
1: yeah well he's in his element in a way he's like i can actually like, help he's here the
2: goofy dude he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine but now he's like no 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 this is where i'm king
1: yeah oh we love pete
2: then he says he doesn't want pawns he wants royalty i just yes. i love that and i think it you know it's it's true he's taking out Right. he's taking yeah. out, right? out drifters mm-hmm. but that's not what he wants it's not the end of the game
1: yeah and he never does really get to the end of the game but <laughs> well, <okay. So laughs> but it's true it's, like, like it's the networks. <laughs> well no I mean it's just the, like he kind of <coughs> abandons the the chess motif later on Windham is just like alright like, fuck right, it I'm done with this done. like literally throws the chessboard because he's like we're not doing that anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's so <a> window. yes <laughs> that's so window. um And on the other side of the room, we've got Lucy and Andy playing a game. At first I thought it was, you know, how Coop's always giving Lucy and Andy, like, busy work. But Pete says they're my students, so for some reason Pete thought it might be helpful to get them involved, but it seems like it's not all that helpful. Oh, I didn't know it was
3: to be helpful, or they, they just wanted to learn to play chess. Busy, busy work.
0: Maybe. You can't do that. My students. Mr. Martell, Andy moved his knight without doing the little hook thing. You don't have to do the
2: little hook thing. That's optional. Andy, uh, the knight has to
0: do the little hook thing.
2: Every time? It's a privilege. No one else gets to make that move.
0: Okay, Mr. Martell.
2: Because some people don't know quite as much as
1: they think they do. I like that Lucy was the smart one. <laughs> yeah. It's a low bar to be smarter than Andy. I know.
2: It is, but she has. Right. But, 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 but who I mean, else indeed, is she smarter yeah, right. than? Right.
1: Not very many people. <laughs> yeah, and it's a privilege to do the hook thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one, no one else can do it. Yeah. Not even the queen. Just then, Briggs and Margaret enter... Yeah with some information we thought it best to come see you
2: we thought it best we come see you as you know that pattern on the back of my neck appeared during my experience with of course no idea as to how it got there and you
0: noticed it today my log noticed i remember what do you remember margaret look at the back of my leg
1: they have been commiserating about their mysterious markings that they both perceived after disappearing in the woods i was
0: seven years old i went walking up in the woods and when i got back i was told that i had disappeared for a day all i could recall was a a flash of light and and that mark was on my leg
2: we all three recall the one
0: and also the call of the owl. Yes, I remember. The only other time I, I saw that sight and heard that sound it was right before my husband died in the fire. So. Director-wise, this is where this lies." When they walk in, they're, like, in
2: their rebellion. He's got his dress coat on, I think. His full, major full uniform, coat, basically. His full major uniform. And she's in her whole mm-hmm. thing. And it almost matches, right? The major coat is long. Her coat is long. Yeah. And they stand together. They look very set. And then when they cut to where they're telling the story to mm-hmm. Coop, and they're sitting in the chairs, look at their angles. I just drew two diagonals. Both of them are sitting like this. With a slight angle to them. Mm. You can't see this on the podcast. (laughs) Sitting in a diagonal. Mm -hmm. And both of them are at the same diagonal. And kind of like lined up. And Coop's not. Coop's standing straight. And then they're at this like strange diagonal. Mm. Kind of leaning into each other. Like one's leaning away. The other's leaning into the other one.
0: Yeah.
2: It's very, very interesting. It's like, oh, this is a unit now.
1: And yeah. Now
2: this is a force. They finally found each other. The symbols yeah. match. Their stories match. Now they're together going to Coop saying, You're the only other one here, I think, right? Who's heard the owls, who knows right. what we're talking about. Yes. And they are so united, but they're diagonal and Coop's still straight. Like, uh-huh. so I don't know if that means anything, but I immediately saw it. I was like, When you're introduced, mm-hmm. you're lined up. When you're with the other character who you're trying to convince, you're lined up, but you're at a different angle than who they are. And I said, like, mm-hmm. I love that. I thought that was super cool.
1: That is really cool. And especially because I think it's the next episode when Coop puts the two symbols together. Is it? And Mm -hmm. then it looks like the symbol in Owl Cave, and then that's when Annie notices it. So they are a pair. Yeah. Yeah. they become
2: this unit, and I thought that was super cool. It is.
1: And they've always had a little bit of a connection, because Mm -hmm. Garland's one of the only people that talks to Margaret. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she's a person to be believed and listened to. Right. Oh. Yeah. There's only mm-hmm. a few
3: people that like respect her and vibe yeah. with her. You know.
1: No. But I've always to
2: thought. Talk a little bit. But I've focus. always thought Briggs mm-hmm. Garland, I guess mm-hmm. his name. I've always thought he knew something. He's always oh, yeah. known more than what's going on, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what he yes. And he's like this moopie doop. I'm just a major. ha, ha ha! It's funny, funny. But he knows something,
0: and that's yeah. why
2: when they got together, like we're gonna go to coup. It's like, oh, it's
1: on. on. great. <laughs> yeah. It is really great. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. couple of characters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we're at the picturesque picnic spot yeah, <laughs> picturesque. with Jack serenading Audrey with a song called Bury Me Not on the Lone Prairie.
2: Oh, bury me not on the old
0: prairie Where the coyote howl and the wind blows free in a narrow grave, six by three, don't bury me now, I'm a The
1: cowboy thing is confusing, but it is. apparently he does the cowboy stuff. Right? And she says no one's ever sung to her before, <laughs> and his response is kind of funny. No
0: one's ever sung a song to me before. Must have been serenaded at least once or twice. <laughs> I don't inspire much singing.
2: That's boys don't afraid. I don't know
3: either. I'm sure you've got a lot of singing. It's just
1: funny, then she says, I don't inspire much singing. And it's like, hello. Most beautiful woman in the world. Like, she's so
0: pretty.
1: I don't inspire no. much right. singing. I mean, that's just because there's not that many it, well, people inspired right. to sing around there, right. I guess.
2: Who's going to sing <laughs>
1: Andy? <laughs> Leland Palmer? No. Bobby does, sing. Bobby does not sing. <laughs> no. James is busy being James. Like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah, there's no good options. This is. That's this true. Is
3: you good. don't yeah. want James singing to you. He's the only one that's. Oh, uh. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He only knows that one shitty song. (laughs) Coop, not much of a singer either. So yeah, this is the best option. I don't think anybody really knows
0: me. Sounds like a warning. I know. There's another guy. There was someone, but not anymore. There's nobody. What do you
1: want to do now? There was someone, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I
2: like it. I like yeah. it. If there's another guy, she's like,
1: shh. <laughs> yeah. It's <She's laughs> like, so good. You can't tell how into me who I am by the way I'm looking at you yeah, this whole time. So and then she, she feeds him so an apple sure. like he's a horse, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> right? Someone ate some food. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be sexy. Maybe it's like because she doesn't really know how to be romantic. That's Still fair. so young and inexperienced. I'm yeah, so maybe that's what that's a, about, but it's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> stuffing an apple <laughs> in your face. Take a small bite, and I will take it back. Or maybe she was trying to hand him the apple, and he he was just, like, he was just leaned in, and yeah, I don't know. It Big was interesting, sick. though. Contender for the fish for that me, okay. so many fish, there are uh-huh. back at the Hayward home. Donna's still working on that Coke, and her parents come home from the grocery store, and she tells them about what happened, and. Josh Hayward's like, what Gerald Craig died. (laughs) He died 30 years ago.
0: (laughs) 30 years. Gerald Craig?
1: That's not
2: possible, Donna. Well yeah. He said he was on his way to a convention in
0: Spokane. He knew everything about me. Here's his number.
2: Gerald Craig was my
0: roommate. He drowned on a rafting trip on the Snake River. I was there, and Don and I tried to save him. Well, then... It's a cemetery. <laughs> I watched him drive. I, I tried, drive. tried to save him.
1: How hard? Uh, who knows? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being hard that on Doc was, Hamer. But he That does, was unnecessary. He, <laughs> he doesn't inspire confidence for me, Doc <laughs> Hamer. I, mean, I don't know that
2: I He nice did an autopsy and weighed a woman. Down. She was only 65 pounds.
3: Yeah. When you take CPR classes, basically, they tell you, it essentially, like, never works. It
1: doesn't. Yeah. Really? Correct. Yeah. Have oh. you never taken a CPR class? I did, but they didn't tell me it didn't work. Cause maybe because it was mean, baby CPR know, class, no babies, so they yeah. don't, they don't want to tell you that. So they don't want to tell you
3: that. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the success rate of doing CPR on someone is like, maybe 1%. <laughs> oh, shit, wow.
1: The Movies no. do not tell you the truth about they that. <laughs> but anyway, Eileen calls the number that are left, and it's very, very poor phone acting. I'm it's sorry.
3: Hi, cemetery clinic, you know, like. <laughs> oh, what was on the other end That's no the she phone doesn't phone. even hang up the phone oh, no. she holds it in her hand
1: <laughs> She just goes, it was a cemetery, and then she just holds it out. Is there someone there? What uh, is uh, happening? Did
2: you need something?
3: <laughs> I just think like, it's funny, like, it's someone answering a phone at the cemetery. Jones Brothers like, Cemetery. Guys. Cemetery. You know, <laughs> cemetery, right? Is it Adam's Cemetery <laughs> next to Adam's
0: Abortion Clinic? Oh, <laughs> Not where in Twin Peaks in the 80s. Oh, no. Mm. That's where oh, Lucy the,
3: went in an earlier episode. They answered the mm. phone at Adam's
1: Abortion Clinic. <laughs> 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 yeah. Conveniently located Next Adam's cemetery.
2: Never talk to him again <laughs>
3: that's pretty He's legit not scary,
2: real you know,
1: It is
2: Imagine as an 18 year old girl Your parents get home and then you realize you just let some crazy dude in your house
3: Right Not just like he knows who it is But also how much Wyndham is willing to do To mm-hmm. go find out Doc Hayward's roommate who died yeah. So extra
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Like how did he even find that out <laughs>
3: Right Like that's so much research <laughs> Pre-internet
1: Yeah That's
3: not
2: easy
1: yeah, he must have gone to the he library. He, he,
3: yes, he was looking at microfiche. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: must have been. Uh,
2: for those
0: of you who don't, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
3: where do I even start?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> they don't do that anymore because it's a dumb way to store
0: information.
1: But he does open the present, and it's the chess move that Coop's been waiting for. Knight
0: to king's bishop
1: three. It's a black knight with a little tag on it.
2: It's an initial knight move. So the knight hasn't moved yet. The knight is coming out. Oh. Unless he was somewhere else on the board and moved back. That's the first thing.
1: Okay. I would not have known that. So thank you. And then Doc says, I got to get to the station right away. You okay. I can call because she's still. <laughs> All right. I would call Coop, but I think you might still be on the phone with the cemetery. Hello.
2: We bury people here.
1: At the Hurley home, Jacoby is facilitating a breakup between Ed and Nadine, the major final breakup.
0: Nadine, I'm not sure you're going to understand this. Of course I understand, Eddie. This isn't just a little spat. Do you know what Ed is suggesting? It's not too obvious. (laughs) We're not, like, talking relativity here. We're breaking up. Major final breakup. Well, yes, technically, I guess it, it is a breakup, but uh, it's a little more than that, Nadine. And you are so serious. These are the dating years. You're acting like this is some really big deal. Oh
3: my god, I love her.
1: And it's true. Like she it's...
2: believes all this. It's not a faking. Like, I wrote it down. No, she's, she's not faking. faking. This and
1: she's no. Like,
3: she's
1: she not, not faking. Mm-mm. But, like, she's got a point, you know? <laughs> right she's so wise she is, <laughs> she is. i mm-hmm. mean it
3: is kind of like did he make too big a deal of it way back when and this didn't have to turn out this way Mm-hmm. when they were actually teenagers
1: yeah but right? it's kind of what she's, she's trying great. to tell him i think Because oh, she's gone AD. back in time yeah
2: i like how she realized she's blind because she tried to wink at him yes yeah. <laughs> i
0: don't see anything
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> such a great like Physical acting where she just sits she's
1: there stunned, so... covers her eye patch, and is like, I
0: think I've gone blind in my left eye.
1: It's really, really great comedic acting. I don't even listen to Jacoby's bullshit while that's yeah, happening, because okay. her performance is she's so wonderful. And it's really blocked well, too, the scene. Seeing Jacoby three quarters view, It's three people in the shot, but it's pretty much focused right on Wendy Roby. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, she's so god. I just want her to be happy. One thing I did write down that Jacoby said was that she'll start to see reality when her mind feels safe. There are no secret tricks or magic words. It's it's like the dissolving of of scar
2: tissue around a wound. She'll start to see reality again when her
1: mind begins to feel safe. Which is... Not true. It's stupid. He's not right. He's not a very good doctor. He's the worst. He's not a good
2: doctor. If you went and met your doctor and he was wearing a shirt like that, would you continue the appointment?
1: Well, I mean, if therapist, maybe, but not when he started talking, that's when I'd be out. Right, yeah. Maybe he'd be a cool and wise guy, but he's not. He's none of those things. Probably the only therapist in town, too, which sucks. Probably, yeah. Real quick, we're back at the Hayward house again with presumably Doc gone to the station. Ben Horn knocks on the door and Donna spies on him talking to Eileen.
2: What's he saying
0: there?
1: Well, I don't know what he says exactly, but basically this is all leading to he's Donna's dad secretly.
3: Yeah. It's like he knows it and he wants a reveal, right? Mm-hmm.
1: He's on this do the right thing kick. Yeah, which is oh. not the right thing. No, it's not. Yeah.
2: <laughs> kind of like telling Harry that Joseph the rest
0: right. positive
1: right It's a little unnecessary truth, <laughs> more harm right more <laughs> harm than good for sure. Oh my gosh Doc Hayver gets so pissed off about it too. rightfully so but yeah. like Warren Frost finally gets to do some useful acting I think <laughs> a little later on he's just like, what the fuck Ben? Then we're at the double R, where Norma has a Miss Twin Peaks flyer, and she's trying to convince Shelly to enter because it has a cash prize and a scholarship. I have a question about the scholarship, though. (laughs) Shelly dropped out of high school. I don't know if she has a GED or whatever. And then also the internet said that it was a scholarship specifically to Wazoo. (laughs) Can you just go there if you won a scholarship? Is it also automatic admission to Wazoo?
3: I don't think that's a thing, no.
1: Yeah, false promises by the Miss Twin Peaks
0: (laughs) (laughs) pageant.
3: Maybe not false promises, but if you get in, then don't worry about tuition. But mm-hmm. get more money. Yeah. Do you get the equivalent of the tuition if you don't go? Probably not.
1: Probably not. Because they're specified cash in addition to. It's
2: like more like a grant, which is like, yeah. if you go to this school, we will give you money. Mm. And, uh, we are paying you to come to the school because we want you here, which is a scholarship.
1: Right. Because
2: they don't want you.
1: Aww. I'm just saying. That's not what she, she, she also wants. Also, want doesn't, want doesn't want to. She doesn't want that. She's happy it working at the great. diner. Money and a scholarship. Sounds Money great. would be good. Sounds
0: great.
1: Yeah, but it's only two thousand dollars, so not very. good.
2: That's <laughs> a long ways in 1989
3: it in Northern does. Washington.
1: Yeah, that'd be helpful. And then Shelly makes fun of the beauty contest with a pretty funny speech. I really Everybody like it. And
3: her two voices
1: that she does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Miss
0: Double R Diner, what would you do to bring about world peace? Yeah. I would bring all the world leaders together, make them form a circle and join hands. Cause you can't make a fist holding hands. You're a You can't make a fist
3: holding
1: hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, Norma was herself Miss Twin Peaks. Oh. in the past. So she's real cool about Shelly roasting the Miss Twin Peaks <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Good one, Shelly. Yeah. And then there's an order up for a biker at the bar, oh, it's at the counter. <laughs> yes, it sure is. He's drawn a spider tattoo on his face and again, another beard and a wig. Oh, God, he just loves this. He's got so many clothes. <laughs> I know. He brought so much stuff with him to Twin <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he traveled like spirit. a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> wigs and outfits for days. He's really having the best day. And then he tells Shelly she should enter the Miss Twin Peaks pageant because she's so pretty and she says the craziest thing. Really? <laughs> Here's
2: your What's with the dance? Oh. <laughs> My boss told me I should
0: enter a pageant,
2: Miss Twin Peaks. Now you can kid about it, but uh, you are very pretty. I think you should enter it. <sighs>
1: Thanks, but I, <laughs> I don't think of myself as pretty. I don't think of myself as pretty. so fucking pretty, it's, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And also, that can't possibly be true, because, right. like, she, she spends a lot really of time on her hair and time. appearance. Yes. Yeah. Working on that, yes. mm-hmm. And Coop is sitting at the other side of the counter, and he orders some coffee from the new waitress, Annie, mm-hmm. and is immediately smitten.
2: I would like mm-hmm. a cup of duck,
1: <laughs> but... Yes. <laughs>
2: he says like yeah. I would like a cup of dark, black joe. Yes. Would you
0: like something to drink? Yes, I'd like a cup of deep black joe, please. Coming right up. Deep, deep black joe. Deep, deep I black joe. Yes. That is fantastic.
2: I also wrote down here, and you answered it earlier. <laughs> how old is she?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Seriously, mm-hmm. how old is she?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> 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 But I guess you clarified mm-hmm. she's older yeah. than Audrey, which is better.
1: Yes. Right. But the actress is younger than the actress yeah, who plays Audrey. It's all so crazy. But yeah. Yeah. she's just out
0: of a comment, so Yeah. Good for good.
1: They do seem like a good match. It's they really just like each
2: other. Yeah.
3: I just feel she does not have a lot of charisma. Yeah. Like I said,
2: I, I'm superimposing all of Heather Grant's characters mm-hmm. on this yeah. character because I know nothing of her except <laughs> the three minutes I saw her tonight, right?
1: Yeah. It's more of that. I mean, there's not a lot of development that happens with her, other mm-hmm. than she just kind of hints at her troubled past, mm-hmm. which is just catnip to Cooper. Yeah, He's like, right, yeah.
0: oh my god, tell me more about your troubled past.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I love
2: it. I wrote this also here. There's so much love for 18-year-olds in this <laughs> series. But I think mm-hmm. she's older than 18. Oh, and he does yeah. this great, great thing. She says, uh, oh, I made it a little strong. He takes a sip and holds up his hand.
0: I made it a little strong.
2: Okay. You made it just right, Annie. That's cute. It's very mm-hmm. Because can you imagine I hold up my hand and I take a drink. Oh yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Annie.
1: Seriously, <laughs> Annie. Come on. Yeah. The holding up your hand thing, he did that once before. Mm. For Trudy, who's a waitress at the Great Northern. Mm -hmm. And then that's when he says his iconic line, This is excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. But it is definitely one of those things that like a waiter would be like, Oh fuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With the holding up of the hand, like where's this going? And then he delivers a compliment afterwards. So maybe he just likes doing that. I can't tell if it's charming or not. I mean it works, but it's like it could be annoying. From anyone else. I think <laughs> if it was a real
3: life practice, it would be annoying. Like yeah. if you really are like serving coffee to someone at dinner and dinner,
1: they're like Like I have so many tables. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a very
1: situational thing, I think. But, mm-hmm. I think but he's always had good response to it, I guess, being yeah, being so, coop. <laughs> yeah. So he'll keep he's doing charming. it. Now if Hank tried that, it would be <laughs> a whole other story. And
0: we're
1: off. Yeah. He's not even I in this episode would they got try it. He would. He thinks he's know. charming. We don't have to think about Hank anymore. And then Coop, well, he sees the scar on her wrist, and of course, right. <laughs> that gets his juices flowing. There,
3: trouble, a troubled woman. Yeah.
1: And then he definitely senses that Earl is there. There's like a couple of spooky music cues, and he kind of perks his ears up and then looks at the empty space. Yeah, and it's an uneaten hamburger and fries.
2: Oh. <laughs> Annie does say something interesting to him. He's talking about how the town, you know, like you get to like it or something. She's like, it looks like it's grown on you. Yeah. Because he is very purposefully acclimated to the place. Yeah.
0: He's the
2: vest, he's wearing the flannel, he's learning to fly fish, he's trying to become part of the town. Mm-hmm. She sees it right away. Yeah. She's he like, oh, it's, it's, like it's totally growing. It. Yeah, it's like you're an out of town federal agent. It looks like you are acclimating to this place. Dion Cooper, local law enforcement. Let's keep you pretty
0: busy. Sure does. Are you uh, staying in town for a while? I might be here quite a while. It's happened to me. Looks like it's grown on you. Uh, there's a way of doing that.
1: That is a very good point. I didn't well, pick up on that. He, that he, like, that. Like, he local says, I'm, law I'm local law enforcement. Yeah, like, and she's like, No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not local. Like, no, no, you're not local, but it's growing on you. Yeah. yeah so I thought that was good. Cool. He's doing Twin Peaks cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very astute. My, my best is over there. Yeah. It's growing on you. <laughs> and then Coop doesn't get to finish his coffee because...
0: We've got a problem at the book house.
1: The problem is that Harry has broken every piece of furniture not nailed down.
0: Agent Cooper, Hawk, the sheriff's gone off. He's broken every piece of furniture not nailed down. I honestly don't know what to do.
3: Also, it's funny, like, all the pictures on the wall are askew, uh-huh. but not falling yeah. down.
1: <laughs> you know, like, it is kind so of, adaptive. if you look I at mean, all the things, that up. yeah, <laughs> that up. I would love I a would... deleted scene where he's doing the trashing, because right. if you look at everything that's out of place, there are some curious things. Right.
2: I would challenge you to askew
1: those pictures without knocking Right, I right.
3: it's harder to do what he did yeah. than just knock shit down, <laughs>
1: definitely one of my favorite things in comedies is a lazy room trashing <laughs> I really love it yeah <laughs> so I'd love to see that but we don't get to unfortunately
3: we do get a deputy
0: Dale which is pretty funny hey deputy Dale how's business Hello, Harry It's a little complicated at
1: the moment. uh, It's it's very uncharacteristically snarky from Harry.
3: Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, Hank thing, too. I feel like Hank is kind of haunting it a little bit. He's become a little bit of an asshole. That's the good thing about
0: the law. It doesn't breathe, you can't kill it! Why don't you hand me that gun? (laughs) I don't believe I've ever handed
1: my gun over to anybody in my entire life!
0: This might be a damn fine time to start.
1: He's just losing his shit. Never
0: crossed the ocean. Never got to China. She came to me.
1: <laughs> he says she made everything better, but like that's not really. Did she, Did she really? <laughs> I mean, she actually made a lot of things worse. I just think Josie must have been mm-hmm. real good Definitely. Like, Josie has power. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's, I mean, that's after this, right? Yeah. I, I actually wrote a paragraph about Harry. He's like a small world man who's in over his head in his job and everything else is going right. The shit that's going on Twin Peaks is out of his jurisdiction, right? Oh, yeah. A central here or something. And then he meets Josie who is bigger than Twin Peaks, who is exotic, who is something that his little mind Mm. had never latched onto, right? And he grabbed that. He's like, oh, wow, this is so different. In this world where everything's changing already, Mm -hmm. you've walked into my life, and you are so different, and we have this connection. And it's something he wouldn't have never had had not all this happened. And then he says it later, I love Mm -hmm. to lie, and never crossed the ocean. Just acknowledging, I'm a small-town man. I've been to maybe Seattle, right? I knew so many people in my tiny little town who were six years old and uh, been to Seattle right mm-hmm. that's as far as I've ever gotten and that's Eric like, he's just like nope, I had nothing I was quiet in this little shell and she walked in mm-hmm. she was the only thing crazy and a prostitute apparently multiple
1: times <laughs>
2: <laughs> so on and so forth mm-hmm. but it just broke his world and I see that
1: and in- okay yeah Well, thank you for explaining Harry's (laughs) perspective. I don't like to hear it, (laughs) usually, but yeah, this is fair. I wrote that after, Mm because when I
2: watched it first, the line, I never crossed the ocean, I never went to China. Like, that line really stuck out to me. And then just watching it again now, everything he says before that is all about that. She was everything. She was the only thing that was different in my
0: life. Your life is still your own. Joseph didn't take that with her. She should have gotten her away. I SHOULD HAVE TAKEN HER AWAY FROM HERE! Loved her. She did not
1: have to die. Before that, he was, like, getting cats out of trees and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, not exactly. really doing anything. Well,
0: and Hank
2: says it right after. He says the two lines. It's like going to your favorite spot and seeing a giant hole where the lake used to be.
0: I've never seen him like this. It was like taking a hike to your favorite spot and finding a hole where the lake used
2: to be. Josie had power. Which is right. fucking great. Imagery. That was yeah. fantastic. That is really good imagery. And then he says Josie had power. Whatever it was that she was was powerful. Yeah. Mean, whatever that means spiritually or physically or sexually or whatever, that's what Harry latched onto. Him. He's like, wow, there's power and difference there. That's something that's not in my
1: life. Yeah. Like, and it also works for our theory that she had literal power, actual of power. evil yeah, power, yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> and that's
2: why she's a dresser mom. Yes. <laughs>
1: That's the best explanation we're gonna get for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So first, Harry won't hand over his gun, and that's a little scary. The way he's waving it around. <laughs> I don't love his line about like I don't believe I've ever handed my gun to anyone. It's yeah, very grandstandy just, cop. Yeah. It was... Very copy, Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. gross. Yeah. Then finally, Coop gets him to let his guard down.
3: Coop is really calm with him waving mm-hmm. that gun around with you finger on
1: the trigger and all that. I'm not even sure what Coop does other than just keeps walking toward him and finally grabs him and hugs him. I
0: don't understand. There's a whole lot of
2: We're all like that. Just yeah. believing that he's, sure he's yeah. like, a Yeah. We are friends. We are close enough. I understand your pain. I move towards the dangerous animal very calmly. Mm-hmm. I love you, man. Things are cool. Yeah. <laughs> get the gun. I'm not gonna say anything more about prostitution. I promise,
1: <laughs> I, promise I won't bring that up again. <laughs>
2: right. You tell me to get out seven times. I will actually get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he hugs him, and it's a very disarming hug for like literally disarming. <laughs> he drops the gun. And then he says, there's a whole lot I don't understand, which makes me lol, because yeah. <laughs> that's so true. But Coop says, we're all like that, which is very sweet.
3: Yeah, that's a nice
1: thing to say. And then I guess the bed was nailed down, because <laughs> they're able <laughs> to tuck him into there. Okay. He didn't break the bed. And that's when Coop and Hawk have that whispered conversation about the hike, and that is a really powerful line. I love line. that line. Yeah. yeah.
2: I love that line so much.
3: But the thing that Coop says, I don't <laughs> know that I agree with. A
2: man who doesn't
0: love easily love
3: too much. I
0: don't think that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't agree with that either. But I don't know. Maybe that is true about Harry, but it's not true. About oh, he's, in still, general. he's just talking
3: about that specific man.
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the man, yeah, the man. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> A
0: good man. The best.
1: And we're at the Great Northern where Randy, our favorite employee, who's, I guess he's still off concierge desk because of Audrey. Not doing any concierge, no, checking in Mike and Nadine in grown up costumes. No,
2: it's Mr. and Mrs. Hinckman, yes, it is
1: so good. <laughs> from Bozeman, from Montana. Montana. That's a special honeymoon suite for Mr. and Mrs. Hinckman. Uh, that's correct, yes. We're
2: from Bozeman originally, but my, my wife thought that it would be nice to see the countryside and you know you have some very pretty country here in Twin Peaks.
0: Will
2: you be with us long?
0: Oh, not long enough.
2: No, just until tomorrow if that's, if that's okay because
0: we're going deep sea fishing. Oh, goody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love this whole exchange. The costumes, what brings you to town, we're going deep sea fishing and then Nate says goody. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny that it. she just makes everything sexual. She's right. like deep sea fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Not long enough. <laughs> Not long enough. <laughs> then immediately Mike is caught by two girls from school. I guess they're probably there for the fashion show. We don't yeah, actually sure see them that. in the fashion show. They're like, "We'll see you in school." And he's like, "What? I'm an old man. This is my wife." And then Nadine is so frustrated that she crushes the bell. The <coughs> oh, room,
0: please.
3: I think we can handle the
1: bags. That's a good prop. Yeah. I like that. That must have been fun to make the bell look like that, with a hammer or something. Mm -hmm. But then in the dining room, the fundraiser is underway. Ben's giving a speech warning against turning our great forest into a monstrous amusement park. Ecology is not luxury science, he says. I would just like
0: to remind all of us that ecology is not a luxury science. It is not about pleasant appearances. It is about survival. About whether we are all going to make it here.
1: The things he's saying are valuable They're
2: things. They're legit arguments picked up by a businessman. Do
1: you think we are supposed to think that he's truly changed? Yeah. I still don't buy it. Even though there's like zero evidence that he hasn't really. <laughs> I, I feel like the
3: end of his conversation with <laughs> Catherine, that's a real man. God
0: damn <laughs> You actually sound like you mean it. I do. For you. For me. I the future. Catherine, why don't you take this opportunity to transcend the lifetime of megalomania and egocentricity and write us a big fat check. Help stop coast. <laughs> when he's like why don't you cut a
1: check yeah cut yeah. a check and
3: then they both just laugh at yeah yeah i'm just trying
2: to weasel mm-hmm. you out of some cash Right,
3: like yeah. really, trying to yeah. fuck up Ghost Moon because yeah. now it's your thing and not my thing. But yeah. I'm absolutely
1: not going to admit it to you in right. a million years. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I agree with <laughs> you know What Ben's really about. The
2: beginning of it's a very, very long shot. He's <laughs> talking and starts on the left and then like slowly slides all the way around. The right side of the room. And it establishes the whole room. People walk in front of the camera. It's a very long cut. And then it establishes over here on the right side and it stays there. It cuts back between him and there until uh, Squiggy and Richard get up.
0: <laughs>
2: um, the opening shot of that was fantastic. Just it just is. Like long slide establishes the whole room i noticed <laughs> it right away and i mm-hmm. didn't notice it anywhere else in the episode where they've done like a long moving track
1: i think that is the longest shot in the episode but yeah i think it's to show us the room so that we're not disoriented later mm-hmm. when we have the weasel cam like
2: it's his moment to mm-hmm. be like i'm standing up here and this is the thing and i care about the weasel. yeah and <laughs> And it goes back and forth, and then the first person who walks out is the smarmiest douchebag he got in, Right there. It's like, yes. the
1: manager of ceremonies, Richard Jamie, yeah. yeah, yes. <laughs> And the next
2: guy who walks out is Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> That's true. It's definitely a very dodgy scenario. Yeah, it's very interesting. Right. Okay, oh, thank you. Splendid gathering. Our little Lucy is wearing
3: a delightful
0: mix. Of warm northern comfort and southern insouciance. An elegant worsted wool jacket over a plethora of plaid with a hint of polka dot. It's fabulous, isn't it? A moonless night, black, slim skirt with a look that always says, Hey world, I'm here.
1: Oh my gosh, what a fun fashion show. <laughs> Lucy is the first one out.
3: Why is Lucy the opener? I mean, there's so many questions.
1: Yeah, because he's got insane like... Insane outfit and yeah,
3: there's like real sort of models there yeah. who are there for modeling. Exactly, mm-hmm. right?
2: Like they were up earlier like, mm-hmm. they right? and they're chest clip, right? And you do Lucy. see there's
1: them backstage, many. I think. Maybe you want to finish with the models. <laughs> if you're <laughs> going to have Lucy and Andy in there, put them in the middle. Is it Dick Mitchell? Richard Mitchell? Is that his Dick name? Dick Tremaine. Tremaine, Or's yeah. True. I don't know why I wrote Mitchell.
2: Richard. He's incredible <laughs> through this whole piece. His face <laughs> and what he's saying and how he's reacting to both Squiggy, I don't remember his real name. It's know.
1: Tim Pinkle. Tim oh, Pinkle, oh yeah,
2: that's a Pinkle. Uh, so he's, how he's reacting to Pinkle and the people on stage, going back and forth between him, his face is fantastic. Like, <laughs> like he really delivered it. But yes, Lucy yeah. on the catwalk, when I first watched it, that was oh, the funniest. Yeah. Absolutely the funniest.
1: One. It's such a crazy outfit. <laughs> she, <spins. laughs> she, <laughs> she does a couple of like, twirls. A couple like, <laughs> 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 You the other way. <laughs> yes. And I wrote down one of his lines Northern comfort mixed with southern insouciance. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And, and, and says, Hey world, I'm here.
1: And then Andy just walks forward and stands there. Right.
0: For the man who wants to make a statement while retaining that casual feel, whether he's out, mastering a task, or riding the breeze of a chance meeting. That's it, Andy.
1: He doesn't I mean, even do any well, twirling so, or anything. He
0: look, so
2: you watch his eyes like he describes his pants. He completes this look with his red and black buffalo check jumpers. He looks down. oh yeah, I'm wearing those pants. And then he just looks at everybody in the room. That's all he does is like, hey, look at all the people here.
1: And his outfit is even more insane
0: than Lucy's somehow.
1: Yes, which <laughs> didn't seem possible. And Audrey's in the back
2: dressing these people. What is going yes. on? How did they end up in those clothes?
0: At this rate, we're running late, so if we could all sort of hurry Richard along with some quick movement out there. This
1: well, I really show. think that Dick planned the outfits, and she Audrey's just putting the, yeah, just, the... Men's department. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that yeah.
2: makes sense. That makes
1: sense, okay. And that is how he dresses. He always wears multiple yeah. shirts. got all Collars popped under yeah. collars yeah. that are folded over, <laughs> and the accessories, scarves. It's very much his... That's his sister. it's obviously his baby <laughs> <laughs> i wish we could see some of the other outfits you could say all the outfits Him. and the show itself
2: was right on the nose
1: <laughs> speaking <So>. of <laughs> then we bring out tim pinkle who has taken notes and run with them. Yeah. You want a live weasel? I'll get this you a live Weasel's weasel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'll be condescending
3: and rude to Pinkle. we the last laugh. Now, this
2: species is of the weasel family. And not only is he non aggressive to
3: us humans and has
2: beautiful fur, but also he is by nature an excellent controller of rodents. Unfortunately, this little friendly fella is incredibly curious, making him very easy for one to trap. He is also attracted to bright, shiny
1: objects. Let's, let's give us the studs.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, oh. And also, it is amazing, he is particularly attracted to various smells, like, believe it or not, very cheap cologne.
0: Oh, what's this.
2: What? I think he wants to give you a kiss, Dave. Oh, please, Mr.
1: Pinkle. He loves shiny so buttons love and shiny cheap bun. clothes. Shiny buttons
2: cheap clothes. Give him a kiss. Give him a kiss. <laughs> Come
1: on. I've been watching it carefully because it seems like it's still a live weasel. <laughs> Up until
2: the very last second. I watched it. Yeah.
1: But he does have to do like a jerk with the live weasel. He does, and, and my son and I do yeah. a lot of magic. And was, yeah. I was watching it, and yeah. he puts his hand
2: up to kind of like cover like, mm-hmm. the attachment, like he does it a little bit early, and then he pulls the weasel into his face, and then there's a couple.
1: I was just very concerned for that for the little ferret, so yeah, yeah, I wanted the to make barret. sure that it it's was. Because later on, he's like very much. But ferrets have no bones. Yeah, they really don't. Yeah. Like the way that David like Lander's the holding him is... Yeah, 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 They smell really bad, but they're cute. They're, yeah, they smell terrible. <laughs> and Weasel Cam. Hello. Weasel
2: hmm uh, Probably my favorite though.
1: Weasel Cam's really great.
2: And chaos ensues.
0: Mm-hmm. Weasel Cam... <laughs>
2: The whole Audrey Zane thing, by the way. I mean incredible. But then the very end with the woman screaming she's into just the microphone standing. and standing in front of the mic and she's the one who knocks Audrey. Audrey's like trying to yeah. like, Hey everybody, calm down and she runs up and like knocks her off stage. And then is just standing in front of the mic ah! Like that is so awesome.
1: She pushes Audrey off stage yes. and she somehow leaps. It's insane. Now she leaps into right. Jack's <laughs> arms. like
3: she's
2: Yeah.
1: In the light. <laughs> yes. But then that she, same yeah. woman runs to the front of the stage and just stands there and waves her arms while they're, while they're talking. The then, whole time they're talking, she's just standing there and waving. Right. And then it cuts back to her at, to the, her microphone. at
3: the microphone. <laughs> gonna do with the ferret running
1: around <laughs> <laughs> there's only one ferret everyone is going so there's insane they no, really yeah. <laughs> but I assume everyone's just hammered. Except for Ben, who was drinking milk the whole time, which Cookies is... and milk,
3: I know. At first I was like, come on, Ben, but then, I don't know, he kind of sold me on it. I mean, I mean
1: I dipping to... the cookie in the milk, but then later just sipping the milk. But it
3: has had a cookie dipped in it. <laughs> no, oh, okay. It's just
1: there's a lot of men that drink milk in this show. Did you know that <laughs> I,
3: as an adult, I will occasionally enjoy chocolate milk? I really like it. Well, I like it's it so, like, occasionally, I'll buy it.
1: <laughs> That's different than white milk to me for some reason. It is! That sounds like a treat, but it's white nice milk does not sound like a treat. Right. Catherine comes to rip on Ben and actually she says the sweetest burn ever, I think. Well, if it isn't John, we're your friend of the Redwoods. Yeah. <laughs> that is so That's fucking so funny. funny.
3: Well, if it isn't John, you're a friend of the Redwoods.
0: Catherine!
1: And that's when he's drinking milk and dipping his cookie in it. We're trashing mm-hmm. it,
2: but it's so wholesome, right? Everyone's yeah. out there to like kind of drink and hang mm-hmm. out the place. He's just, no, cookies and milk. Yeah. Saving the weasels.
1: And it's especially interesting because he's been kind of like on a health kick lately. He's been declining treats from Jerry and well, he around the whole eating last celery. The yeah. <laughs> this
3: is like his little treat. Maybe he's mm-hmm. off
1: alcohol.
2: His alcohol is milk and cookies.
1: Right. <laughs> that Relatable. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Catherine's like, look, I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, no, you don't. This is me. I'm 100% sincere. Write me a check. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this
3: for my love of the Earth. Uh Write us a check.
1: Give me my money back. You look at the board meeting of the
3: last
2: episode. It was a slimy board meeting. It wasn't like, I want to save the weasel. It's like, how do we stop Ghostwood? We stop Ghostwood with this weasel. That was the purpose of that meeting.
1: But Jerry called that out. He wasn't Ah. admitting it. Jerry's the one who's like, that's brilliant. This is what you're doing. And Ben never was like, you're right, but... Which, you know, you gotta respect that commitment to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the weasel cam, and then, yeah, Audrey and Jack arms. Did you come to the fashion show? Uh-huh. No, for you. And they finally have a kiss. Yeah.
2: That's their first and kiss. she's stunned the whole conversation. Perfect. She's like, ah, uh, what's going on?
1: And
2: then she's like, did you come in the fashion show? She's like, no, I came for you. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's very cute. It's a <laughs> Basket. Blanket. Like, right? Like just, uh, I'm going totally. to 18. I, yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm so
2: stunned. Because it's Billy Buckington. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe the hat was so that the wig didn't look it so happened. bad. There's so many better hats in the world, though, than that hat. Totally. So many better hats. Tommy Bahama. <laughs> Tommy Bahama. <laughs> And then finally, we're back at the book house where there's some rando book house boy reading, watching Harry, I guess. Not very well. Good job. Gets pistol whipped by Jones. (laughs) And I guess she's very confident in her pistol whipping skills because she takes off her clothes to stay a while. (laughs) That's why I asked questions tonight. Mm-hmm. When I watched it yesterday,
2: I thought she pistol whipped some dude and then crawled in bed with him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's strange. What's he gonna do anyways? <laughs> I thought she was like, wow, and then set the gun down. I was like, let's get in bed. And I'm like,
1: okay. That would be it's <laughs> it's perplexing. A weird seduction. It really was a weird situation.
2: Yeah. I was like, yeah,
1: and she's got the gun. She likes her dudes unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but I mean, I guess he's like passed out, drunk, out of his mind. did the Same thing. She pistol whipped some other guy.
1: Yes. She is going to seduce him in the beginning of the next episode. Okay. She, like, does some sort of drug that she, like, puts on her lipstick that makes him think she's Josie. I don't know, it's weird, but (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. that's the end of the episode though we don't get to see that we just see her climbing into bed and her getting so 80's power yeah Yes. In her day to night ponytail down and it's perfect hair when you take a ponytail down the angle
2: it's shot from (laughs) she's Way yeah, up she looks right? like six feet when tall. she puts mm-hmm. her arms up, like it fills the
0: whole frame.
1: Yeah, she's like that '80s
2: Amazon, powerful businesswoman. But has to be a man to do it, right? So mm-hmm. the pullback back
1: hair, the business yes. suit. Her name too Jones. Jones. Jones.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Jones.
1: Jones. <laughs> My mom called me Kim, but I go as Jones. <laughs> 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 she's also the lady in Seinfeld who wears the bras atop. Oh, so well, <laughs> oh great. It's the brawless wonder. Who does she think she's kidding? Look at her. She's totally out of control.
3: I was thinking that woman looks like Elaine Bennis. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what have you been up to? Just been hanging out. That's the other thing I knew her from. <laughs> Apparently she was d- Desperate funny. Housewives connection too, but... That came up last episode. Anyways, we talked about a couple motifs, the uneaten food and slow-mo. Anybody else notice any other motifs? Well,
3: disguises and costumes.
1: Very much so, yes. I had a question Mm -hmm. about motifs. Sure. The name of the
2: episode is Scars and... Wounds and and Scars. scars. The only Wounds and Scars we really see is Harry and maybe Bogletty and the major. Nobody else is displaying Wounds and Scars.
1: Well, Well, Annie's scar, scar she is, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But every other theme in the episode is not wounds and scars; it's just Harry.
1: Uh, maybe everyone's a little wounded. Or but in this uh, episode, or Nadine, Nadine's yeah. missing an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Norman and Annie talk Norman, about their mom, yeah. and they're wounded but from they're that. Not overcoming her. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. See that. it's not too bad of a title. Some of the titles are very esoteric, but not this one. <laughs> a motif being that the title actually fits the episode right, pretty yeah. well. Was
3: there one called the Double Play, and we spent so long? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make any sense itself, Ladies and gentlemen, the Roadhouse is proud to welcome...
1: Let's do some awards! Awards <laughs> Let's start with the Fish in the Percolator.
3: Oh, gosh, there's so many. I'm going to say, I had a lot of contenders, but on second watch, when Nadine winks, yeah. <laughs> you see when she opens oh. the eyes, she's like, wait a minute. It's so funny. It is masterful. How, like, winking yeah. makes her realize she doesn't have a left eye. <laughs> yeah,
1: she never, like, looked in the mirror and noticed she's that she was wearing an eye badge.
3: sees what her brain's ready to see.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I oh, and Jacoby says some shit about scar tissue, too. Oh, he sure does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. really right. It's still Lucy on the catalog
0: for me. Yeah. That was my <laughs> Absolutely
2: it was hilarious.
1: So it's really good. <laughs> I tried to pick
2: a different one. That's what I picked the first time I watched it, and then watching it again I was just like, eh.
1: That's Lucy. it. I think I'm gonna go with Catherine's bird about John Weir. <laughs> 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 the brand of the Red <laughs> so It speaks volumes, but we know she's calling him out and it's just a good reference. Really appreciate Catherine in this episode a lot. Yeah. All uh, right, ceiling fan award. Not terribly it's scary, not but... scary, this
3: one, but it's pretty unsettling. I guess I'll, I'll go with when the Haywards get home and they're mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. That guy said he couldn't have been here. Even though we already knew it was Wyndham Earl, mm-hmm. but that reveal to me is pretty scary. Yeah, that was a real person. Yeah,
1: the lengths that he went.
3: This is what I will do just so that you know that I was in your home, how close I can get to you. That's
2: yeah. what I thought was scary.
1: And how much I know, yeah. He did
2: all this research, made his whole outfit and did whatever, <laughs> to slide into a home next to Donna and right. be like, I could just walk in here whenever I want, right. do whatever I want.
3: Yeah, he could have just left the thing in the mailbox. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah? And he just killed Donna. Like, he could have, like, done... Right. Yes. He, done he kills
1: people indiscriminately all the time. Yeah. And it kind of seems like yeah. he owes Koopa Death, even, at this right. point.
2: Yeah, well, and he's so charming and convincing. Like, mm. that's the scary psychopath thing about it. Like, you see him with Leo freaking out and playing the flute, and that was not. He was very cognizant. Yeah. No, I am Dr. Someone I know this, I know that. No, oh, you're, you're wonderful. Are you your sister's as beautiful as you are? Mm-hmm. da 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 Oh, give this to your dad. Don't open it. So charming. So easily walked his way into their house.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And he's a killer and psychic. Like, like a psychic. That's like psycho. Psychic, yeah. Yeah. Psycho. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, speaking of psychic, I picked Coop noticing that Earl was there without really knowing what was going uh, on. Yeah. It's freaking me a little bit that yeah. he's, you know, he's attuned to that. Just to me, it also says that Earl is so evil. Like he's already mm-hmm. connected to the lodge at that point. I liked that as well. Yeah.
2: I didn't think it was scary, but I noticed that Earl left before he looked. Yes. Right? There was a moment, there was scary music playing, but Coop didn't look, and goes back and forth. And then after he talks to Annie, and Annie goes away, he very purposely looks up, Earl's already gone. Yeah. And that puts, again, power back in Earl. No, I knew when it was my time to leave. I had just been here observing and poking, but before Coop could see me, yeah.
1: I left. I could tell you were about to notice me, or yeah, whatever, exactly. yeah. 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 Yeah, that's very good. All right, LVP... This was
3: a hard one because I feel like everyone was pretty good. Yeah, I just go with Annie because I just feel like she has no personality, and she does lead to Coop's downfall. Mm-hmm. So you
0: know,
1: it's very true. She distracts him in a way that really leads to him getting stuck in the lodge. Maybe he would have noticed that Earl was there if. She hadn't been talking to him.
3: Right, down the line, like he ignores the signs. Oh, he sure but, does like, because of her. He, he, I mean,
1: he like, literally ignores giant, the giant waving me. at him.
3: He's like that? Oh. That's so uncoop.
1: It is. That's I'm not so cooped. Oh, you're really worried about so Coop's
3: oh, story. Worried about <laughs> Coop? About coop story.
1: We should definitely be worried about Coop. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a jokey one. Jack's hat It's
0: just—I
1: <laughs> had to. It's bad. so fucking it's not bad. Good hat.
3: Nothing on his head has been good.
1: <laughs> no, but you? I prefer the terrible lace front wig to that hat. It's easier to ignore. The hat was than... pretty
2: bad. Mine is Coop's helping a friend out in trouble. Play oh games, yeah, which is that was very not fair. Yeah. Not <laughs> listening to go not away, go away, uh, go away, seven... go away, go away. No, 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 boys. no,
1: no. <laughs> yes, I am not ready to hear this. But I think uh, you just need to hear a little bit more about how much your girlfriend sucked that died. No, <laughs> your you know, dead girlfriend. <laughs> do to hear this. No, not ready. No, <laughs> no. And it leads to
2: him destroying the bookhouse
1: and pulling yeah. a gun. And like, yeah, okay. you're right. That was a very yeah, bad move. That was <laughs> <Not> cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna give it to you, but that's you know we know you can be better, but yes. that was not great. Yeah.
0: MVP. Ah, oh, this
1: was
3: also hard because I felt like everyone was almost equally good, you know. I guess I'm going to go with Margaret, you know, mm-hmm. Margaret and her lo- I almost just said the log because she says like the, the log, log notice. notice. And that's what's going to bring things together yeah. and all that, so...
2: Yeah. I like that a lot. I like Margaret and the major together. Right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, like L- I didn't know her name was Margaret. I called her LL. Yeah. L uh, LL and Briggs together, and how they just matched him to be a character to me, I thought was fantastic.
1: So you're going with
0: the team I'm up? I
2: am not. I'm going with Richard. <laughs>
0: <Wow>! What? <laughs> what? I
2: fucking loved him Okay. In every... Single <laughs> second he was on screen this episode when he first comes on with the cigarette and he's such a douchebag and he's hitting on the girls and he's like, whatever. And then the
1: entire fashion show, his he's face is on together. fire. Yeah, yeah. And he gets bit by
2: the, I mean, he's like, he's the impetus for everything that happens. I just love
1: Yeah. It. Well, that is for sure a really weird stuff for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Never been MVP I can before. imagine. I love it though. That's we got different energy tonight. It's wonderful. <laughs> yes. I picked Tim Pinkle, but yes, I want I want. was very convinced by Pinkle. your Margaret. Oh. Oh. I like the
2: Margaret. I mean I did too. I backed it up. But...
1: I agree with you, but I'm gonna stick with Pinkle just because it's so funny and I like his revenge. Yes. Pinkle's yes. revenge. <laughs> very good. What a great band name. Oh my god. i am song and I do love David L. Andrew so much. Yes. He's such a fun I'll performer. I will watch
3: like Night After Night or one of the... Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the Lenny and the
1: Squigtones song. Yes. So funny.
0: Relax
2: and dance to the rhythmist music of Lenny and the tone. I'm Lenny. And I'm
3: the tone. And that's Max. <laughs> this song is called Night After Night, and it's about two nights in a row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> night After Night.
3: I'll
0: tell you in my form Darling Night after night Sampled all your tongs Night after night, Wally
2: wow. Late <inaudible> I can tell Wally wow. You're marching to a wedding bell yes. I only wanna do what's right But who wants to look at the same broad night after night? <inaudible> so funny. Well, see, I, I remember from Willow, like they are just like, <laughs> Stupid tikini with stutter baby! And I've said that my whole life. And- wow. Aww.
1: Well, Aww. we're thinking about maybe the next podcast we do being a uh, Laverne and Shirley podcast. So oh, yes. <laughs> it's yeah, really wow. good. Well, thank you so oh, yes. much.
3: Thank you, Max and Lee. Very special Anytime. friend. We uh, <laughs> didn't of the podcast. say, but we're an official couple. Aww. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: I just wonder where we're all going to live.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> really Weird Stuff is hosted by Annie Malone and Jessica Baxter. Music by Julie Cruz, Angelo Badalamenti, and Jessica Baxter. If you enjoyed Really Weird Stuff, please take a minute to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Instagram at Pod on Twitter, at Really Weird Pod, and on Facebook, at Really Weird Stuff Podcast. Thank you for listening.
0: Then we go that way, to the lake! That way. You are drunk,
1: and when you are drunk, you forget that I am in in charge. charge.
0: Fine, then which way do we go? That way!